0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and everybody out there listening welcome to another edition of what's going on with nate brown jr and the crew this is ryan vernell filling in today for host nate brown jr he's hit the road unlike the buffalo bills he's out of town this week and joining me on the mic this morning is none other than our regular he's more than an analyst he's an expert in his field george radney The Red Man is back here today on Fox Sports 1280. How are you, George?
1: Excellent. Good morning. Beautiful Sunday morning. Another day the Lord has made. Hey, the prayers came. When the prayers go up, the blessings come down. And they came down for Damar Hamlin this week, uh, uh, Ryan. Came down for him in full uh, speed. The man is making not only a recovery, but seems to be a speedy recovery at this time.
0: Unprecedented. And like you said, the prayers have been answered. The breathing tube has been removed and he's on his way to recovery. So at this point, at what stage in the recovery is Damar Hamlin at, George?
1: Oh, it has to be a, uh, still early stages for, uh, for his recovery. He may feel good. But the thing is, when he starts walking around and moving around out of bed, because we didn't hear how much acti- how much moving he's making. Is he walking around the hotel, uh, not the hotel, the hospital, the hospital floor? Uh, is he, it, it, and I'm sure they got the uh, monitors on his chest to see what type of beating his heart is doing and how, is it at a regular rhythm. And and, go, and they, they really got to find out what happened, what what caused his uh, heart to uh, to stop. That's basically what they have to find out. And that, who knows how long that can take. So the unprecedented. There were,
0: there were no warning signs or anything leading up to it. And that's what's so scary when you look at those highlights, how it just came out of nowhere like that. The whole world stopped.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it's You know, that's what's shocking to me, Ryan. I, 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 I was in shock from the sense the next day, not only from the night of being at the stadium and seeing 70,000 people silenced. I mean, they were screaming, going crazy one minute. And then less than a minute later or five minutes later, after they saw that the man was on the field for a while. And then when the ambulance came out, the ambulance really made it real. And the players standing standing around, and they had to get in the circle and get close enough so that the fans couldn't see what was really going on. But the players, because they became so emotional, because they had they saw and heard what the medical team had to do to save this young man's life.
0: I mean, just unbelievable! And a very classy move to cancel the game. I know some people were a little upset, fellow Fox Sports radio personality. Skip Bayless had a lot to say. I know he retracted his tweet afterwards, but I do think that the right move was made. And I've never seen the sports world all come together like they did for DeMar Hamlin. Everybody, I mean, a 71-point game by Donovan Mitchell completely overshadowed. Just the sports world shutting down was something I had never seen. Have you ever seen anything like that in all your time watching sports, George?
1: No, not shut down. I saw in 2007 when Kevin Everett on a kickoff at, at, at Highmark Stadium, which was Ralph Wilson Stadium back, the time in 2007 he was uh, hit on the opening kickoff and his knee was broken on the kickoff and the game was delayed for quite a period of time they got him situated they got him on the stretcher and i didn't hear nothing on it until the late news the the local news the the national sports show mentioned it but they just mentioned it and hope that he's doing well it was but it was nothing like what i saw tuesday morning i mean i turned the tv on flipping channels not only the local cincinnati news The national news, the national uh, broadcast, uh, everybody was talking. Entertainment tonight, I I was shocked when I saw Entertainment Tonight talking about DeMar Hamlin and his family and what's going on, and uh, people realizing that, hey, man, football, when you get on that gridiron, you got to have it strapped up, you got to have your helmet on, and you got to be ready to play football, and you got to protect yourself. The only thing I saw was, if that was Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde, guys that with several years, nine, ten years of experience of playing, remember Demar Hamlin was replacing Micah Hyde. This was only his second year in the game. The only difference is a veteran guy, I think, would have turned his shoulder and used his shoulder pads to hit a guy because you're taught in little league never let a guy get into your chest area, never let a guy block you where they can get to your chest and can and control your shoulder pads and get to your pads and can and that way they can control you. In this case. And the game being so fast, you know, it's a fast game. So that's the only thing I, I think. If he had more experience out there, he might have been able to protect his chest a little more. And it seemed like the hit just—it was an unfortunate. It, it was the perfect spot to hit him, I guess, for his heart to defibrillate and and, and, and go out, go off a of rhythm. Uh, it just—it's just an unfortunate incident. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't, and it definitely wasn't T. Higgins' fault. The people, those cowards that are online blaming T. Higgins, it, he didn't have nothing to do with it. Uh, and, and, and of that man having it, just that he was involved in the play. That's it. He didn't have nothing to do with that man being hurt.
0: So you don't think that this was some type of a prior ailment or illness that Hamlin had? You think it was the literal impact and the angle of the hit that caused yes. that?
1: Yes, wow. the angle of the hit. If you look at the replay, look at it closely. The angle of the hit, it hit him in that in the, in the chest area where his heart is located, and it just caught. Because I'm a baseball girl's fast pitch softball umpire. I've been hitting the chest several times with my chest protector, but one a couple of times, and one scary time, I got hit with a ball. The, the girl swung late. The ball came off her back, hit the, hit the catcher's back of their glove, and ricocheted right up into my heart, my chest, right around my heart. And it hit me so hard and flush that my chest, my 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 uh, the beating of my heart went off rhythm, and I had to, I dropped to one knee, and and the rhythm got finally got itself back in order while I was on one knee. And they came out the, the the teams, the coaches, and people came out to see about me. And it took a few minutes for me to to get back behind the plate, but I wanted to make sure that my uh, the heart rhythm. So your heart rhythm can be knocked off by a hit, and I think the hit was just at such a angle that. It just caused his heart to go. And then he flung the guy. Then he used his energy. He actually body slammed T Higgins on the play. He body slammed him to the ground and jumped up quick. Like, yeah, man, I got it. And then next, you know, that that adrenaline got him up. But then his heart, because it was already off rhythm, looked like caused him to just pass out. And and he just dropped.
0: That is wild. And to think that you've experienced it firsthand. I never realized that. Now, how does this not just affect the bills, but the game of football moving forward? So much I mean, criticism now, right in the limelight, right in the spotlight. Like you said, mainstream media just attacking the sport.
1: Well, I, well, I think they got to go back and review with the play in the safety committee. They got the, remember now the players themselves said, "Hey, we don't want those big bulky shoulder pads. We want these thinner." And they went the, to me. The shoulder pads they wearing are way too thin. They went because I noticed that, uh Me and Pat Freeman talked about it for the last three or four years. I said. Man, these guys are wearing what kind of shoulder pads they wearing? These pads look like it fit almost like this. some of these guys look like they're wearing a T-shirt, you know, because they're so big and their muscles are bigger. Their muscles are bigger than the shoulder pads. And if you look at the shoulder pads they wore ten years ago, they're much but shoulder pads that we that you wore in Pop Warner and high school and, and, and college football of, of those uh, players back in the day. You got to wear a bigger shoulder pad, number one, and number two, they got to get back to wearing the hip pads. They don't wear hip pads. They don't even wear a cup. Most of these guys don't wear a cup anymore, Ryan. You know, we always wore a cup. I mean, it's just, it's a speed game. And these guys thinking because they want to be faster, so they want thinner shoulder pads. They don't want to, we used to call it a girdle where it had the two hip pads on for each side of your hip. And then you had the tailbone one in the back, back there by your butt. You had the tailbone one. Pad, a pad back there. And man, we always, one guy that wore all of that equipment, Eric Dickerson, the, the Hall of Fame running back of the LA Rams. Eric Dickerson wore, he even wore hand pads. And to make, to protect himself. Because when you're on the gridiron, you got to protect yourself. Because guys are hitting, they're hitting for real. They're bigger now. they stronger than back in the day.
0: And man, these guys hit. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. You got Baker Mayfield throwing his bare skull into people's helmets. Yeah. Just a different culture. I, I don't know. So you think that it's more of an equipment issue? You don't think it's a matter of how they're hitting and the way that they're tackling? You don't think that maybe coaches are going to have to go back to the drawing board when it comes to some certain plays and uh, methods when it comes to bringing people down to the ground? Well, uh,
1: well, they don't tackle. That's the problem. There is no tackling nowadays. These guys don't know how to tackle because in practice now, because you only hit one day a week now— they don't, it's not, it's not like the old days where they used to tap. They used to tackle during the week. You know, if you had a bad game, Bill Parcells or some of these coaches heck, in high school, we had, to, we had to hit and tackle every day back in the in the seventies and eighties. You had to, you had to tackle in every practice. It, it, you went live, you didn't go live that much, but you would go live almost every day at some point in practice. And these guys don't go live in practice. So these, these young guys are not learning the proper tackling skills. And that's why you see in so many big plays because guys are not, tackling they're not wrapping guys up they're hitting them sideways or shoulder or whatever and they're not wrapping guys up like they used to in the old days so they, they gotta learn how to tackle better but the problem is they uh, not the problem but I, I, my suggestion is check their shoulder pads out get back to the more cushiony bigger shoulder pads not these little thin thin uh ultra shoulder pads that they're wearing where it's basically uh, uh, for a hit like that, I bet if they had the old school shoulder pads on, it might have gave him a little bit more protection for his heart muscle and everything, not to not to go off beat like it did uh, Monday night. Check those shoulder pads out and make it a little bit safer. But the players voted on this. Let me get it right. It's not the NFL. The players voted on going with streamlined shoulder pads, going without hip pads and all, making it optional for a cup, making it optional for the hip pads and all
0: of that. The players themselves did that, Ryan, not the league. And you know, to me, that's kind of crazy when you're getting paid all this money to be able to write the rules. It's this it's this line you have to draw, though, because you're technically not property when you're working for an NFL team. So it's a fine line. I guess we'll see what these players do before we go to a quick break. I also want to give a huge shout out, not just to God. We talk about God and prayers and all this, but the Cincinnati medical staff. Yes. Unbelievable. True heroes.
1: Buffalo, Buffalo medical staff, they gave him CPR right away. The guy from the Bills, Denny, uh, Denny, I can't think of his last name, but the guy, the Bills players are saying what a hero he was because when you're under pressure and you see a guy go down and the guy doesn't have a pulse, you get out there, he doesn't have a pulse, you get nervous, and sometimes you may get nervous and forget to do something, but this guy stayed focused, gave him CPR. Kept breathing in his mouth, gave him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Kept pressing, gave him CPR until he could get a pulse going, and then they were able to come with the pads and they shocked him and they gave him some shock treatment. Shocked him to get his uh, heart really going again, so they could put him in, uh, gave him resuscitation, so they could put him into the uh, ambulance and take him to the uh, facility to a great facility, which is not that far and, it, and it's right in the heart of downtown uh, Cincinnati. It was only less than a, a mile or two miles at the most from the stadium to the hospital. And that's another reason, Ryan, on, on on another subject, why the Buffalo Bills need to have a stadium in downtown Buffalo. You don't need to go of from Orchard Park, New York, trying to get to the Erie County Medical Center, which is a trauma one facility, which is located way on the uh, east side of Buffalo, over, over there by the Delavan Grider neighborhood. So you're talking almost a 45-minute ride from way out in Orchard Park to get all the way to the uh, trauma center of ECMC in Buffalo, New York
0: could that move the needle so much impact that one play has had for the future of Buffalo and for the rest of the season we're going to get into it here on what's going on we also want to give a quick shout out his name by the way the trainer athletic trainer that performed the CPR Denny Kellington you are a hero this is what's going on George Radney Ryan Vernell Nate Brown will be back next week but until then we'll be back soon Hello, friends. We are back. This is indeed what's going on with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew. Although Nate Brown Jr. is not here today. George Radney is. And I myself, Ryan Vannell, am here somewhat. I'm excited today, George. We got a lot of football ahead of us. I feel yeah. like I'm all—it's oh, like an out-of-body experience for me on a Sunday.
1: Week 17. Here we go. I still say it should be 16 weeks instead of 17. You shouldn't play 17 games. 16 games is plenty of games. And that 17th game. Look how much money the NFL is making off of the 17th game. Now they just announced their Apple uh, YouTube deal where YouTube is going to broadcast the NFL Sunday ticket starting next season for $2 billion a season for that. Wow! And, uh, man, come on, man. So the players need to get some more of this money. They need to get some some more guaranteed contracts per team.
0: You know, what gets me, it just throws off years of stats. Years of us being able to analyze these stats. They got to add an extra game in. Well, I will say this: not every team has 17 games this year. Right. It's officially been canceled. Bills, Bengals. And That's a good so move. They're not going to replay this game. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Not going to replay this game. So this game is going to have uh, implications on all the all the games coming up to, later today. Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore. Cincinnati better handle their business at home because if they don't, Baltimore will have won both games against Cincinnati. If since if Baltimore defeats them later today. And uh, I think I I like Baltimore with the points in that one. Take Baltimore in the points. I think Baltimore either just win or just lose it to the Bengals.
0: Now, I hate to even talk about any type of silver lining with the DeMar Hamlin incident. This is horrible, life-changing news, not just for the Bills and for Hamlin, but maybe for the sport of football. However, the silver lining could be what it does to the Bills and their motivation moving into this postseason. I don't know it feels like the Bills are now the national story. I feel like a lot of people in this country want to see the Bills win the Super Bowl now.
1: Could be. Uh, you know what? A lot of people are saying that I'm hearing a lot of talk about the Bills all of a sudden. Uh hey, it could it could happen. Bills could make it. I mean, if you figure they if they beat uh, New England later today, then going to next week they will most likely have to play unless you know, we are talking with taped of course, so we don't know the outcome of the Raiders uh the Raiders and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Raiders always play KC tough. I would not be surprised to see uh, the Raiders pull that upset, uh, especially take the nine and a half points that's on the, on the table right now. I'm taking the points with the Raiders and I'm not, I would not be surprised if the Raiders win that game because the Raiders play them so tough, uh, play Kansas city. That's their arch nemesis for Kansas city. And they, they they have trouble with the Raiders. So I would not be surprised to see a Raider upset and, you know, things play them out. With these games, you'd be surprised how things. You may not even need that home field thing uh, later in the playoffs. It just things may work themselves out, but we'll see how it goes. I like the one where you play on a neutral field for the championship. If it comes down to Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati, you'll you play those games on a neutral site, which I think is is the best move because it wasn't everybody's not playing 17 games. So I think the league uh, got it right. I think they should go with the. With the with the uh, or the win percentage, winning percentage, and along with uh, with the wins and losses as well, you can't do wins and losses because everybody doesn't have the same amount of wins and losses. So so it it, it had to be something. Uh, I, and I do like the the doesn't that Kansas City's not going to get it because Kansas City lost to Buffalo and they lost to Cincinnati. So how can you not? You know, you you that that really looks bad if they would just give Kansas City the. Uh, the, the home field advantage throughout the league if they defeat the Raiders uh, uh, back on Saturday night. So I think it's a good move by the league. And uh, we, we'll see. Let the chips fall where they may. I think Buffalo going to come out now that they see uh, uh, Damir Hanlon, and he spoke to them and said, hey, he's all right. He's, he's, he's recovering. Lee. He's recovering. Guys, go out there and play your game. And just I just think the guys may be a little hesitant, a little slow at sluggish at first. But I think once they get the first few hits going in that game, I think the Bills, they'll get back into football because football is a game that no matter how you're feeling before the game or what you're thinking about, when somebody hits you in the mouth, you're going to hit them back. And, you you know, that that the testosterone gets going <laughs> and, and they play, they forget about the other stuff and they get out there and they play ball.
0: I feel like a lot of these championship teams have a feel good story behind them. And mm-hmm. wow, is this a feel-good story. When it gets to the end of the year, it's not just injuries, but it's who really wants it the most. I know that this game to some teams isn't as important. It's the end of the season. But as we move into the playoffs, this could be that extra drive that the Bills need, that extra motivation. So what do you think, without having DeMar Hamlin on the team, I know he was a backup, but uh, like in terms of just the injuries moving into this week, there are some injuries. We're you know we're, we're obviously out the defensive leader, Von Miller. So how do you think the Bills are going to handle not just the postseason, but this week's game against the Patriots?
1: Uh, the Patriots are not a strong passing team. I think the Bills will be okay against them, but when they get in against a Cincinnati or a Kansas City, a, a, a strong passing team, that's where you're going to see the the, the DeMar uh, Hamlin's loss. Uh, Micah Hyde might have an outside chance of coming back. He's a guy that was carried off on – uh, that was carted off as well second week of the season with a broken neck. Uh, went out to L.A., had surgery, and he's back in the building – Practice, you know, you know, doing his workout and things, you know, looking like he's trying to get back on the field. Yeah, I mean, these guys, these football players are a different breed, Ryan. Right? You come back from a broken neck, your second one, this is the second time he's had a, a neck uh, procedure, one with Green Bay, now one with Buffalo. And, you know, he, he got small kids. The guy got to think about his future. I don't know. Uh, Michael Hyde might make it back. Jordan Poirier is playing with two or three injuries at the other safety position. The Bills are, are hurting on the back end. Uh, of their of their defensive front, so uh, you you'll see that when they play a Cincinnati or a Kansas City, a, a high a high a high skilled, highly skilled passing team. Uh, even the Dolphins, if they get in, if the Bills have to face the Dolphins again, that could be a problem. Even if Tua doesn't play, but Tua's not playing today. They got the Jets. I like the Jets beating them because they just don't seem that without Tua in there. They uh, and Teddy Bridgewater has, has been disappointing this year with the injuries, and it looked like his heart not in it to play football. Uh, much longer he does he seems to be injury getting a lot of injuries Uh, he's getting old really quick and uh, he's had a decent career coming back from that catastrophic uh, knee injury Uh, Teddy Bridgewater I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot but he just hasn't done much for the Dolphins Uh, I keep an eye on the Jets winning that one today Uh, so no matter who the Bills face next week in that first round and most likely they'll be playing in the first round instead of having a bye week uh, next week at home so hey you got to get through this game, win the game against New England. They'll knock, uh, knock New England out of the playoffs. And then you, so right now, it's just elimination now. You're eliminating teams for the next two weeks.
0: Now, we mentioned Micah Hyde coming back after literally breaking his neck this year. And it shows modern medicine and how it's advanced. Now, mm-hmm. it, it's very early to say this, but is there a chance that we'll see DeMar Hamlin in a Bills jersey or on a football field this, again after what just happened?
1: I'd be, you know, hey, I'd be surprised. I don't know if I'd be wanting to go out there myself uh, until they find out exactly what causes the heart and is his heart damaged or what what the situation is for him. But I think, yes, you could. You could with modern medicine, you could see him back on the field but if I'm him and his people, I wouldn't be back on the field. I hope his family talks with him and his mom, dad, and uh, cousins and everybody. Hey, man, it's life after football. You don't have to be a football player. Uh, he's only been out there two years. Uh, see what see what the situation is. And also see what the uh, ramifications of the union uh, paying him for uh, just not being able to play or not being able to play uh, due to your, maybe having a uh, heart condition or something and see how, how it flips out. How it works out. He may obviously he wants to play and everything, but that's what that's what your family's for to talk to you, talk sense into you, and make the right moves. I, I you know, I hate to see the guy, you know, come back after something such a traumatic that really rocked the sports world across, and rocked the nation really uh, with this situation being seen and social media and everything. Uh, everybody saw it. Everybody had comments on it. Uh, we, we'll see if he comes back. I, I doubt it.
0: Well, we will see. I hope to see him, him on the sideline. Prayers.
1: Hope to see him on the sideline cheering for the Bills and maybe the championship game, something like that. But not on at field. least
0: on Facetime.
1: Yeah, he's got the Facetime yeah. working. We know that much. Want we'll to see him in person? See him in person? Hopefully, and that's it. You can tell how, how well he's doing if he, how how well he's in if we're able to see him
0: in person. Everybody, keep your continued prayers. You are tuned into what's going on, George. Where can they find you after the show's over? Real Deal
1: Sports Show, Uh, Also, George Radney, uh, Facebook on Facebook, uh, Real Deal Sports Show on Facebook as well. You'll see our interview from the field in Cincinnati. We had over 3,200 hits uh, from our uh, views uh, from the uh, Monday night game when me and the mighty Oba Pat Freeman did our post game right there on the field in Cincinnati talking about what we witnessed and what we saw. And what transpired that night while we were there in the stadium, so it was fresh on our minds. And we had over, we already have over 3,200 hits. So check it out, Real Deal Sports page on Facebook, Real Deal Sports page, uh, fe- uh, RealDealSportsShow.com, and that's two S's, Real Deal Sports with an S Show.com. Check us out on there. Check out the Winner's Edge. You can check the rest of my picks out for today's NFL action. Win yourself some money because we've been winning people a lot of money this season. So we're going to continue on through today and into the playoffs with winning folks some money. Winner's Edge, RealDealSportsShow.com, The Winner's Edge. Check it out or check the show out on YouTube as well. YouTube, Facebook. Check us out on most social media platforms.
0: All right, George, as always, it has been a pleasure. Everybody that is listening, please don't go anywhere. Stay tuned with us. This is Fox Sports 1280 Rochester and we'll be back. This episode of the Ryan Show FM is brought to you by Grunt Works Meat Company, a veteran-owned meat distribution company that is dedicated to providing high-quality meats at affordable prices. At Gruntworks, we believe that those who put themselves on the front lines for our country deserve to be compensated fairly. That's why we offer prices that are competitive, yet still allow us to make a profit. We pass on those savings to veterans and all those who don't get the recognition they deserve. So if you want to support a veteran-owned business and get the best deal on your meat, look no further than Gruntworks Meat Company. We've got you covered from beef and chicken to pork and seafood. Thank you for choosing Gruntworks. Buffalo, Rochester, we are back indeed. This is what's going on on Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. Nate Brown Jr. is not here tonight, but that's all right. You're stuck with the co-host, Ryan Vernell, and George Radney, who has exited stage left and incoming stage right, is a fellow Long Islander like myself. And I know how this population of Rochester feels about us Long Islanders, Danny. <laughs> We've got a, a great entrepreneur. He's <laughs> a super fan, and that super fan. But he's making great moves here on Long Island. He's actually bringing me to host a great hip-hop showcase. Not sports-related, but it's going to be fantastic. This is where at uh, at Shakers, Danny?
2: That's Shakers over in Oakdale.
0: We got a lot of sports to talk about, dude. We yeah, got Nets talk, to talk let's, about. Let's
2: talk about the Nets, baby. Let's talk about my boys are finally up. Hopefully my boys, you know, could get that number one spot.
0: Obviously, going into the season, a lot of turmoil behind the scenes. Did you think it was going to pan out like this? Because I feel like a lot of net fans deep down figured that this was going to happen and things were going to kind of congeal towards this time of the year. How did you feel in the beginning of the season?
2: Oh, I knew I knew they were going to win because I actually still feel like they're going to win the championship because you see everything that they're going through. Great teams that always won in the past always have that beginning that it looks like they're going to lose it and it's going to be their best year. For so- sure. That's what I really feel like we didn't think I knew Ben Simmons was going to be a perfect uh, fit because of the the Nets always lack defense. That's
0: right. Especially Kyrie and KD on the same team. Not to knock KD in the past. He was a great defender, but these guys aren't getting any younger Simmons. People forget he might. have. And honestly, they talk about how soft he is. When you look at him out there these days, he's physical. He's a physical He's Still grabbing rebounds. He's still giving it to people. He, he might ha- not be taking it to the rack and scoring, but he doesn't need to score at all on that team.
2: I feel like he has to prove. I feel like this is a proving year for him, so I feel like he's going much harder, which is pretty cool. Because honest to God, man, the best, one of the best defensive players, never even scored a basket. And that was Demons Robin. You know that's a fact, and so, nobody like,
0: really. We might joke about it, but nobody really holds that against him. When you listen we- to people talk back on Robin, they never say, "Oh, well, he scored two points a game alongside those twenty-four rebounds."
2: The only person that really had the nuts defenses as him is really Bill Russell. And Bill Russell was just a force of, of both sides. So when we hit with Dennis Rodman, man, we sit down to really think about Dennis Rodman's achievements. Then we think about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you know, everybody makes fun of him that, yo, he can't take a jump shot or take a shot. But at least that boy grabs that board and gives it right to Kyrie or gives it right to, you know, um, KD.
0: I was looking at the stats of the Nets for this year. And you can just take one quick look and look at the scoring and see who leads the team. It almost looks like there's nobody else on the team doing anything because you got Durant with over 30 points a game, or he's, I guess, averaging exactly 30 points a game right now. Kyrie, over 25 points a game. Next closest scorer is Claxton, and, who, by yeah. the way, is having a great year, and that's at 11.8 points yeah, a game right yeah,
2: now. Was, and, and- the Claxton did a lot. One thing I like about Claxton, man, is he's a really hard, you know, player, and he knows his position. Like he's not the type you can see. Every time you have a championship team, like let's break down Golden State, right? Golden State, you got Clay and you have Curry, and then now they got Poole. Traeimon is like, okay, I'm gonna stay in the back. I don't gotta be the third man anymore. I can that that I always love that about Golden State is that they can always put a team together and have the team work together. You know.
0: But you'd still see that the point distribution would be spread a little bit more evenly when you look at those championship teams. This, it looks like it's literally two men. But when you watch the game on the court, it's a team effort. We got- And the Nets are really starting to come together.
2: Curry's brother, that's just an amazing shooter. Curry's brother actually had a higher... They actually did something on like uh, who has a higher shooting percentage and actually Curry's accuracy into the hoop. And Curry's brother actually has a better one than him. I don't know how, but that's what they showed last year.
0: There's not many people defending him. It's Steph Curry. Steph Curry, the entire defense is no, no, no. Brother. stopping the man. Yes. That's what I'm saying. With Seth, uh, they're not building a defense around stopping him. It's a little easier to score if you're Seth Curry. When I look at these stats, though, it still does stand out to me how it is really truly a team effort. And to me, it speaks for the coaching of Jack Vaughn. You know, Nash just didn't seem to have a grip of the team the way that Vaughn does.
2: You know what it is, though? I feel like they did it as a favor. Like, okay, KD, okay, Kyrie, we're going to give you Steve Nash. Listen, let's not take any away from Nash because Nash, I wish Steve Nash and I wish Dirk Nowitzki played on the same team. Uh, um, they kept playing on the same team, man, because I wanted to see if the Mavericks would actually sit there and actually win. See, that would what? have
0: been great to see that pan out. Although Dirk did win a chip. Yeah, Dirk didn't. Nash didn't.
2: Yeah, Nash didn't.
0: So he that combo of kid name. and Dirk was was exactly – the combo that was needed on the court. And that's what it comes down to. Sometimes players, they just have a chemistry. And one thing, you know, people talk a lot of smack about KD, how he almost bailed on the team. But when you look back on it, it was almost like he inspired them and brought him out. So you can say whatever about KD, but look at how they're playing. Now, they're arguably the best team in the NBA. KD's arguably having his best season ever, his most efficient season ever. Kyrie, the way that he handled the whole Kyrie situation and kept that team together... Now Kyrie having one of his best seasons too. I don't know. You you gotta prove this is the net prove
2: year. That's what I love about this year. Because exactly like story. Are we going to fail or are we going to win? That's what I love it. Because now this shows, even if, okay, we had great seasons, we we made it to the, the second round almost to the finals. The champions, sorry the um the game before the finals, you know, game seven, if they would have counted that shot from KD, man, that three-point line shot, and instead of calling it a two, call it a three, man. That would have been epic.
0: A toe away.
2: You know what Literally I mean? Literally
0: so, a toe away from the NBA finals. And things would have turned out a lot differently, like you said. Yeah, I don't know. I do feel like looking at all the teams and assessing where things are in the NBA, I know it sounds crazy, but I think that the Nets are the title favorites right now. I don't see another team. <laughs> because Who great. else has proven like those two guys? That's great. Only and team- then we have, and, and Simmons is doing exactly what he needs to do. Don't. Don't, everybody, if they just keep playing their part, the nets are very scary. So to wrap things up, Angenic, mm-hmm. Danny, mm-hmm. I want to plug your show because they can hear you. I know that we're up in Rochester right now, but there's the power of the internet. They can hear you on 103.9 FM out on Long Island. Tell us a little bit more about your show before we wrap things up.
2: All right. So anyway, I'm actually starting. I'm going to real quick. I'm actually starting the show February 3rd. It's going to be my first show. We've been doing the tape recordings. Oh,
0: okay. You, okay guys, nice,
2: you guys can hear the show premiere on February 3rd. It's called The Advocate Bridging the Gap. Danny Love Rivera, it. The Advocate, slogan Bridging the Gap.
0: Awesome. And I already know what that's about bridging the gap. That's what we all need to be doing. I like how you're bridging the gap between different types of music. Is it or? The oh, young and the old, as we say? Generations. Generations. There we go. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for the Nets expertise. You can follow Danny Angetic on Instagram. Where can they find you on IG?
2: Instagram, E-N-J dot E-N-J dot E-T-I-C 2026.
0: All right. And if you're in Buffalo and Rochester, it's worth the seven-hour drive on the 19th down to this event that we're going to be judging i'll be sitting there like shao khan and i'm like simon cowell i don't know if you know about me danny i'm harsh i put the criticism out there i'm lambasting artists well I'm let me worst.
2: let me tell you something though you have the choice to pick who's going to be on your show you know what i mean the a and going to have the a is going to be picking like you and Keith. this is why i like about you and Keith because you and Keith are going to be like who's going to be on that ryan <laughs> show together and then Keith Ooh. is going to tell. Yeah, exactly. That's why I did it. So I put... because oh, you
0: know I got to listen to what he says. The last thing I want to do is go against Keith Murray.
2: That's why I said he's going to judge it for the last slot, for the first slot, and figure out who do you guys think he's going to win.
0: I love it. And see, we're bridging the gap here. We're taking a note out of your book, Bridging the Gap for these last two minutes of the show between sports and music. You're listening to What's Going On. This is Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. And this is your host for the time being, Ryan Vernell. And will be back next week. But I'll be back after this break. Don't go anywhere, these commercials are great. I like
3: this
4: beat, Mikey. Hey, Fuck what are you talking about? They know that we the ones that make it happen. I will rap him in plastic, get business a state. In the hoodie, get savage, they step on your daddy. I rap the set like I catch up from Cali, and we pulling up soon as we get the add it. I got the Drake the I see the packet, so nigga, what's headed? Got it on me right now, blue cheese. All these dumbbins in my mouth, two freeze. And I got my niggas all right in the cutty, down to fuck a nigga up, and he ain't even asking me for two peas. It won't even cause a done to get you sipped up. Two figures of them niggas who done switched up. I got some killers with me riding in a big truck. Them niggas blicked up, shit tough When you see the mask, not a stick up. So I swore it when they bitch I done it. I get it on these beats, show these niggas how to run it. All you niggas really funny, you all without no money. And they glee about my stomach, finna do a nigga ugly. And I got a hundred that a nigga ain't gon' touch. a 20 in the club last night like it's me. Everywhere I go, I got them steppers with me clutching Left wrist, right wrist busting. End of discussion Nigga, I been running up the paper All black beans come through dark paper Nigga, you can get blue like a old school Sega Pause, 38 long with potato Oh, uh, all this drip came straight from sex flip I remember flipping on that dirty-ass mattress I done seen a better bitch smelling like catfish And we ain't fucking with them niggas cause they ass backwards Whatever they said that I done, the nigga, I did it Hey, I'm standing on business I'm making a feeling we chasing that back for the millions I gotta get to this paper, paper. I got no time for no hate I tell them, bring out the tape. tape, I cannot do you no favor, no I'm rocking all of these dumbest, I know that they see me, they tell me I'm shining in My exclusive, he came me from Houston, these bitches be choosing you findin' him I gotta get to this paper, I got no time for no hate I tell them, bring out the tape, I cannot do you no favor Inside business, my crew full of drippers Count up the ones that go throw on the strippers I got the new Louis V on my slippers These rappers bitches like hookah and liquor Every little tooth in my mouth got a flip. Em. Gotta move real smooth if you wanna be rich Got a hundred grand for you, she said I'd kill stuff. Anytime we got static, bitch, we letting out milsters Whatever they said that I done, the nigga I did it, I did it. Ay, I'm standing on business, I'm making a feeling We chasing that back for the millions Woo. I gotta get to this paper. paper I got no time for no hater. I tell them, break out the tape. I cannot do you no favor no. I'm rockin' all of these dumbest I know that they see me, they tell me I'm shining in My drip exclusive, he came be from Houston These bitches be choosing you findin' him I gotta get to this paper I got no time for no hater. I tell them, break out the tape. I cannot do you no favor
0: And we are back. Thank you for listening to our program. What's going on this week here at Fox Sports 1280 Rochester. It has been a miracle week here in Buffalo. The prayers have been answered. And once again, it's not just the prayers. It's not just God healing Hamlin. No, it was the medical staff in Cincinnati. And it were heroes that literally rushed on the field and saved that man's life.
2: (sighs) Yo, that was wild stuff. I have never seen that in my... You know, it's funny, man. You'd be watching all the commentators and they would say they have never seen that in their life. Never.
0: There'd only been one player to knock on wood, pass away on the field like that. What a turn of events, though. We talked about this earlier, George and I, NJetic. By the way, yes, NJetic, rapper out of Long Island. Mega sports fan. He's here with us today on Fox Sports. We talked a a little bit about it earlier, how the whole sports world shut down. And we hadn't quite seen anything like that in all those years, especially George. George is, uh, you know, I don't know how old he is. He's at least ten years old. I mean, let's give him uh, that respect. But yeah, just, uh, have you seen anything like that? I mean, and not yes. just in the
2: NBA. Um, there was a a faint. Uh, actually, he was a superstar. And he was really young, but he had issues with his heart. He actually he was on Boston, and homeboy was playing inside the game, and he collapsed. Forgot the guy's name though. But that that's the first time, honest to God, I ever seen that in sports because. You know, I used to go back and watch the films, and they would actually talk about, like, the, first, the, the worst thing that the NBA ever seen was the doctor told him not to play. And I think they did a rule, actually, now that you can't play. That's why Chris Bosh and them now couldn't play because of the heart condition, because wow. of that guy.
0: So we, we've got the fact check in from the producers here on July 27, 1983, during the off-season practice at Brandy's Reggie University. Lewis. Reggie, Reggie Lewis. Lewis. Suffered sudden cardiac death on the basketball court at the age of 27 years old. Now, we talked about this earlier. We don't know the exact cause of this, but George, he studied the video carefully, and he believes it was an impact. It was the angle of the hit. So when you see something like that, you know, I guess any impact to the chest could cause something like that if it's heavy enough. He talked about maybe it being an equipment issue since they've made the, the shoulder pads thinner.
2: See, that makes sense, because if you look at, like, the old time... The weird thing about that play, man, was he got up, and he just went, boom, and I'm like... Because I play football, so when I saw something like that, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, first thing I thought was up here with the chest, Mm. right? Helmet went into the chest, knocked the chest out, going here, like this, something. Because I was, like, trying to really think, like, oh, he had a heart condition that no one knew about. So that's what I was thinking,
0: um... And that was the thing. There was no prior condition. It was just, it seems that it could have been the angle. But when the tests come out, we'll find all of that out. Uh, but once again, just an unbelievable job by the medical staff to pull that off. Because that could have been an absolute disaster. Something that, you know, once again, we have not seen on television in a long time. And, uh, and everybody's got to appreciate the fact that they did not stop the show. They didn't Vince McMahon. It. If anybody remembers Owen Hart back in the day, they just kept it going. Yeah. <laughs> You're all fired. we fired everybody if they stopped that. Which, by the way, I know that uh, people sometimes get upset if we talk about too much wrestling on this program. But I love that Vince is trying to gain creative control of the WWE again. Quick fun fact. I don't know if anybody's been seeing this behind the scenes. He's trying to strong arm his old company. It's amazing. I'm all for it. I'm sorry.
2: WWF, man. I always think about those days.
0: The greatest entertainment, live entertainment ever. WWE i w- I'm not saying WWE. I'm saying 1997 and 1999 <laughs> Attitude Era. That was it. That was the golden era to me, as a seven-year-old boy. It shaped me, truly and <laughs> yeah, truly. So, energetic, oh I'm looking. At, we spoke a little bit earlier about your Brooklyn Nets, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Knicks. A lot of people thought they'd be doing a lot worse. Some people wouldn't even consider their big three a big three, but when you look now. It's starting to really come together, galvanize. We got Julius Randle, the boy Brunson. I'm going to take the words right out your mouth. Brunson, very, very great addition to this team. A lot of people were talking a lot of smack about Jalen Brunson coming into this offseason. But now 20 points a game, six assists. And he's, what, the 14th or 15th? Is it the 14th highest paid point guard? Yo, let me tell
2: you, I saw him a Luka, right, in the playoffs. And I said, that kid is definitely going to be special. All you have to do, honestly, is get him with the right cultures and, and the right feel and make him feel like at home and give him the right chemistry, man. And I think the Knicks, honest to God, man, I think the Knicks in a couple of years is going to be good with that boy, RJ Barrett. Woo.
0: He's looking pretty good. He's looking all right. I did think he would have taken the next step by now. I will say that <laughs> at this point, I thought that he'd be at least averaging 22. 23 points a game, have a more consistent shot. But once again, when you're playing in New York, it's all got to start at the top. When's the last time the Knicks have really developed a stu- a superstar, an actual superstar from scratch? That's a good question. David Lee, if you want to even consider him a superstar, he was very solid.
2: Yeah, but then he left and then he went to Golden State, and then uh, I think he won the champ, right? You won
0: the chip? He did win a chip with Golden State. But the last time that the Knicks developed an actual star, and they had a chance with Porzingis. I mean, look at what he's doing in Washington. It's a poorly run organization. Simple, and to me, they're never actually going to be that good until they got Kuzma changes still? happen at the top. They still got Kuzma, already or No, still got Kuzma. Kuzma's Kuzma. doing well. Kuzma's playing amazing right now, and or, you know, for there was some speculation going on. That they were going to make a trade that they were going to get rid of Kuzma, and they were going to try to put him on the trade block. There were talks of him going to LA, but at this point, Washington, another team. That is doing a little bit better than some people anticipated. It's been a strange year in the NBA, Enjani.
2: Oh, I know, I know. Ever since COVID hit, it's been a strange year
0: for everything, all sports and everything. And and I know a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, why Washington's only the 11th seed right now?" But if you've been paying attention, it's still looking good. There's still a chance they're going to turn it around. Three good young guys, unless of course they just rip the whole team apart and trade around the off season. I wish
2: uh, I, I wish some um, what's his name would have stood healthy, bro, in
0: Washington. I was him John was- Wall. Oh, I yeah. love him as our six-man, though. <laughs> Which, by the way, reports are in. I want to give a shout-out to our boy Clipper Darrell. Clipper Darrell's uh, been a part of the Ryan Show, called in many, many times, or years ago, I should say. And he was jumped. He was attacked by a security guard at the Staples Center. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, Anjetic. <laughs> they got to look into their hiring over there. <laughs> I will yeah. say this, the silver lining, it looks like Clipper Darrell could finally get paid the amount of money that he feels like he should have been entitled in his mind, he feels like he's the most culturally relevant part of the Clippers. He's really not too far off. Really? I mean, let's be honest. I'm like probably one of the biggest Clippers fans out there. The Condor or whatever the hell the, the mascot is, it's Clipper, Daryl. Wait a minute. He's wait not a paid a minute. dollar. Why Leonard and Paul George? Some boys healthy can win it. But that's the key word, healthy. The, the, yeah, but that's they the key the
2: their whole staff too, next to them and all that, like all, like even the role players, I look at that, I'm like, these dudes should be taking it. Kawhi line the coach, like, Ty yeah.
0: Lu- Ty Lue's a great coach. Listeners, this show might be coming to an end, but you can follow NJetic and you can follow more of our program. We're on social media platforms. What's going on? Underscore Fox Sports. We want people to get more involved with this We're finally putting out video content and clips. So we want you the listeners to engage us. Let us know what you think. Should we put out a nice top 10 list? We're also looking for some on the scene correspondents, not to go to the games energetic, but we need some people to write for our new website. So if you're into sports writing, maybe there's some college students at UB that are listening right now. Fredonia. Mm -hmm. I went to school for Fredonia. I know that there's a few of you out there listening right now. Would you like to get involved with our program Well, contact us direct on Instagram? What's going on? Underscore Fox sports. We know that's where the kids are these days. Energetic. where can they find you online?
2: They can find me at enj.etic 2026 Instagram That's my Instagram tag And then go to energetic.com E-N-J-E-T-I-C
0: Thank Or you can find us in person It's going down on the 19th Anjetic's put together a musical event of a generation Everybody's going to be there I'm going to be there judging like Simon Cowell DJ Drewski from Hot 9-7, Gabe from On The Radar, a whole bunch of music execs, and our brother Keith Murray, the rapper, who's really going viral. We can't talk about why here on Fox Sports Radio, but our pal Keith Murray, he'll be there too on the judging panel. Everybody, thanks King for Light. listening.
2: Shout out to Def Jam, King Light. Shout out. To yes. And shout out to my boy, Will, for throwing this. Will, Will with me. So shout Big out to Shouse Will for to me Will. host with him.
0: Will putting this whole thing together too mm-hmm. with you. Great team there. So everybody come check us out the 19th. It's in Shakers in Oakdale. You got plenty of time to drive down from Buffalo. Skip school. If you're in college, it's fine. We'll teach you how to be an intern. We'll give you a college credits to make up for it here on Fox Boys 1280. Everybody, we appreciate you. We'll be back with Nate next week, George and the rest of the crew. We love you. We'll see you next week. Over and out. Peace. Over.